Alright guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Food Podcast. It is Friday, July 19th, 2019. On today's episode of the podcast, a conversation with Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. Uh, once again, we caught up with him on the national podcast. I host Marching to Madness. And uh, we caught up with him to talk about just uh, the Rebels heading into uh, the 2019-20 season. Uh, before we did that, we went into just uh, Terrence Davis, of course, who played such a a huge role for that program uh, over the years and certainly played a, a big role last year in helping Ole Miss get to the NCAA tournament. We talked about his journey uh, to the NBA, just how impressive he was in uh, NBA Summer League uh, and and now getting a chance to to have an opportunity with the Raptors, the defending uh, NBA champions. And so uh, he went into that a bit, just talking about what that journey w- has been like for him and just kind of watching a player like that develop uh, into being having an opportunity to play at the professional level. We also touched on the returners coming back, which will uh, be led by guys like Brian Tyree, Devontae Shuler, and Blake Henson. That trio, uh, a lot of people are really just kind of, you know, you look at that trio and you feel like Ole Miss has got an opportunity to do a lot of really good things this season with those guys leading the way. He talked about their development, uh, as well as just adding the newcomers to the mix. They, they have several new guys that they're going to add to the mix. Also, a guy like K.J. Buffin coming back. Uh, he'll see his role expand. So lots of different intangibles with this Ole Miss team. And, yes, they're, they're going to you know have to find a way to, to replace Terrence Davis. But uh, like he mentioned uh, in the interview, you know, that they've got a lot of really good talents to work with. And uh, that that's kind of has that, that excitement level kind of where it was, you know, after the NCAA tournament appearance last year, you know, getting an opportunity to get there in year one for Kermit Davis and now carrying that momentum over into year two. So uh, lots of great stuff as always. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. All right, guys, welcome back to the Marching to Madness podcast. We're excited to welcome back Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. And uh, coach, uh, always enjoy catching up with you. And I know our first time catching up with you this offseason. And certainly uh, before we get into to this year's team, I know one of the, the great things for your program is just kind of seeing someone like Terrence Davis uh, be able to have the success he's had and now getting a chance to, to sign with the Raptors. And I know for you, you've talked about it before, just, just how much he's meant to, to that program. And certainly just getting the opportunity to watch him develop. I know it's been a lot of fun for you. It really was. You know, a guy that, you know, was kind of on no boards, you know, at all NBA this time last year. Uh, the, the coolest story, averaged one point a game as a freshman. So in, in, in the day of transfer portals and everybody leaving and patience, not staying with it, he went right back to work and had, had a really much improved sophomore year. And uh, and then just to see where he's he's come, you know. And I've got, I was at the summer league when first night he played with Denver, and he played great at 22. And I was having a little bite to eat with him at his hotel that night. His agent came up and just gotten the word from Toronto about the two-year guarantee, and so that was really a fun deal, you know. And so he, he's so excited, and and anybody goes to Toronto, takes his fist, comes right back, and just keeps doing what he was doing. And he played great with the, with the Raptors. Coach, you built so much momentum off the NCAA tournament run. You got 20 wins. How have you seen that carry over with the returning players, you know, this summer? You know, Ken, I think this is that, you know, a buy-in, a belief system of what we're doing is 
is working. We got a lot of hard work ahead of us, but I think that was it. I think they enjoy this, this system of play offensively and defensively. Uh, there are a lot of demands, but, but I think they understand it, you know, and so when you, when you win and we get ranked and you get to the tournament, didn't play very well in the tournament, uh, and then TD gets drafted. So all those things are positive for recruiting, for players in your program, that they have a belief system that you can sure do it at, at Ole Miss. Coach, uh, Breen and Devontae, I know two guys who certainly have that, that all-SEC potential again going into this season. And I'm just curious, you know, you've talked about it in the past, just from, from Terrence's perspective, uh, of having that leadership role. Now, we know their roles are going to expand in terms of production this year, but also uh, how do you kind of just see that their their leadership roles continue to develop on your roster there? Yeah, you know, I think probably Breen Tyree may be the most undervalued guy in college basketball. Yep. I mean, he's a leading returning scorer in the SEC, and he pick up a lot of publications. He doesn't get much love at all. And so uh, he just flew out today to Chris Paul camp. They kind of invite top 20 college guards, and so he's there, and that'll be great for him for three or four days. And uh, Devontae Shuler has probably matured as much in a year as any guy I've ever coached. Uh, it's just we've empowered him with leadership on our team. He continues to improve. It's all the other t- uh, intangible things that he's starting to do now. Lead, academically doing very well, those kind of things. And when, usually when you get everything like that in order, he's real talented. And usually just, it always shows on the court. So, yeah, he, he and Brian have been, have been terrific for us. And Coach Blake Henson, uh, I know someone, you know, we talked to you before last season, and you talk about underrated. I think he was certainly one of the most underrated freshmen in the country last year. And you you kind of told us just about his maturity. You said he was one of the most mature guys at that age you had coached before. Uh, how have you kind of seen him continue to develop his game at now as he heads into his sophomore season? God, he has worked so hard. His body, and people that come and see him now, they say, wow, his little, little baby fat is gone. He's kind of evolved into – he looks like a grown man, you know, and so that'll keep working. And so he's done a great job in strength and conditioning. He's always been a good shooter. We're really trying to evolve him as a as a improved rebounder, his playmaking ability. So you'll see Blake. You know, he's on the perimeter last year, but I think off the dribble, doing different things, playmaking uh, uh, is going to be something that will really extend his game this year. Coach, I really liked watching K.J. Buffin last year, and he, you know, he kind of, uh, his role expanded, I thought, even within, you know, the first year. This year, you know, how much more of a role is he going to have as as uh, we look at him at the end of the season? Yeah, you know, he, he's made a huge jump with his body. I mean, he came in probably weighed 204, now he's about 225. Uh, he just looks different, a uh, lot more confident shooter. Could always drive the ball, but his body, just, he got knocked off balance last year in these physical SEC games. But he was really young, Ken. I mean, he, he really he should have been a senior in high school last year. So he's very young uh, even to be a sophomore. But, yeah, he's confident. You know, we're trying to get him in that mold of like Okiki at Auburn. He's mm-hmm. making those kind of jumps, you know, and just maturity. You know, Kiki's body went from that freshman to like sophomore. He kind of swelled up, you know, and uh, yeah. that's what we'd love to pattern his game kind of after that kind of mold. But, yeah, he's really had a great offseason. Yeah, I noticed also you got a really versatile group of newcomers. You know, uh, Austin comes in and signs in April, then Sammy and Tavion, two very athletic forwards. 
Uh, and then, you know, you get Bryce Williams and Kadeem Sy from Daytona State. Yep. We, uh, Austin Crowley's been a great addition. He's been here all summer. You know, he's at Sunrise from West Point, Mississippi. Very mature, basketball IQ, extremely athletic. He's going to be an excellent player here. Uh, and Tavian McCollum's got great size, 6'7", 220. Uh, I, I just think he's, he's versatile, can shoot for his size. He doesn't look like a freshman. Um, you know, and Hadeem Sy, uh, you know, 6'10 and a half, 6'11. Got here about two weeks ago. Same with Bryce Williams. Both are very talented, trying to get themselves in basketball shape. And, uh, but both are going to be huge, huge parts of, of our team. Sammy Hunter has not gotten to campus yet. We expect him hopefully in the next couple weeks and uh, two to three weeks. And uh, look forward to getting him here. Coach, I know one of the new things kind of uh, scheduling-wise is the new uh, SEC-AAC alliance, uh, something put together, you know, just for really to, to try to benefit both conferences. And you guys are going to get a chance to, to play at Wichita State this season as part of that. Uh, how important is that? Like I said, because we've talked to you many times in the past uh, when you were at Middle Tennessee, too, and just talking about the importance uh, of scheduling and having a chance to kind of have those numbers uh, to where you certainly give yourself a stronger NCAA tournament resume. Yeah, you know, if you're in the SEC or Power Five like this, I mean, you, you just cannot uh, offend the committee by a week non-conference schedule. But you just can't do it. And so you know, we're all trying to play meaningful non-conference games in November and December, you know, and so you're right. Uh, that, that challenge, you know, there's always four teams that don't play in the SEC Big 12 because of the 14 to 10 team numbers. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll play Wichita State. They come back. We're going to play. We start a non-conference series with Memphis. At Memphis, they'll come back the next year. We've got Butler at home. You know, the preseason IT, Penn State, Syracuse, Oklahoma State. And another and a lot of really good, solid, really good potential NCAA mid-major teams. So, yeah, I just think we're going to be very well tested, and uh, it's going to be real challenging for us. Coach, uh, as you looked at uh, last season, you already had plenty of familiarity with the conference. So what are some uh, some of the main things that maybe stood out from a preparation standpoint, you know, just week in, week out? Yeah, it was everything and more what I thought it would be. And uh, I think length at the rim is something that stood out to me. Rim protection, uh, you know, just how athletic everybody was there. That's something we, we didn't really have a lot of rim protection and verticality plays at the – at the rim defensively, hopefully that'll improve. We're, we're not quite where we need to be for sure, but that was the big thing. And I think just the physicality and the speed of this league, it doesn't matter who you play. And, uh, you know, and one thing that hit me too, Ken, was that just how much improvement everybody's done with their facilities in basketball all across the board, you know? And so whether you're doing it or there's, there, there's construction going on, different buildings, you know, I just think those are the things you can just tell. There's such more commitment to basketball in our league. Coach, finally, uh, I know something everybody's kind of talking about are some of the rule changes in college basketball, and I think a lot of coaches are sort of on that same page when, when you look at the three-point line extending uh, the 22nd re- reset on offensive rebounds. Uh, how do you kind of view that maybe affecting the game? I know a lot of people have sort of mentioned – you know, it's going to maybe allow shooters who are kind of maybe average three-point shooters may not take as many, but uh, how do you kind of see that affecting the overall approach there? 
Yep, I love the offense rebound 20 seconds. It just makes perfect common sense. Uh, the three-point line, we, we've noticed a difference, you know, and uh, uh, I think we've gotten better at it. We've worked at it a lot more. What I'm curious to see is how many times college players are going to step out of bounds on corner threes or yeah. step on the line and shoot bad twos. <laughs> so that's something we're trying to work on. And it's a two-way thing. You know, they did it for spacing, and to get the game kind of more – formed like the international game. Uh, but it, it, if the three-point percentages go down, will you, in fact, see more zone? And does spacing maybe not exist? So I just think it's going to take college basketball a year or two years because you look at the numbers with the NIT when they experimented with the line. It went down probably a couple you know, percentage points. And, but I, I think it may go down a little bit this year. But I think what you'll see is over the next two, three, four, five years, it'll start trending right back up. You know, everybody get more used to it. Young kids will get more used to shooting uh, at that line. And uh, so it's going to be a transition, I think. It'll be interesting to see just kind of how how the spacing looks, not in November, but how the spacing is going to look in these league games, middle of January and February. Coach, uh, always enjoy it. Thanks, as always, for taking the time to catch up with us, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again here soon. All right. Thanks, man. Great being Thanks, with you. Coach. All right, that was the conversation with Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis. And, uh, again, I mean, they have a challenging non-conference schedule that will test them and will help them uh, kind of get some of these new guys acclimated to, to the system and just kind of build that chemistry, which is always important. I mean, building chemistry, every coach we've talked to, I mean, look at the, the interview we did with Mike White. He talked about the importance of the, that Florida team because they do have a lot of new players that are not just going to be on the roster. They're going to be, you know, in the rotation, and then they're going to have to play minutes. And so for Kermit Davis at Ole Miss, uh, you you have some new guys that, that are going to come in and have an opportunity to play right away. You combine those with, uh, like we mentioned, just all the talented returners you have. Uh, and, again, I mean, I, I keep saying it, but that trio uh, of Brian Tyree, Devontae Schuller, Blake Henson, that's a really good trio that, that can make a lot of noise in the SEC and really uh, give Ole Miss a chance to, to have back-to-back NCAA tournament appearances in Kermit Davis's first two seasons. Uh, so uh, th- there's no doubt the Rebels are one of the most intriguing teams in the SEC. When you just look at, at what they do have coming back and how uh, they're going to be able to, to add these new talents, some of these other guys will expand their roles, the, the returners, and uh, that should make for another you know very entertaining season in Oxford. So uh, thanks again to Ole Miss head coach Kermit Davis for joining us on the podcast. Thank you as always for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, any podcast app you use, uh, just search for Southeast Hoops. That way you get all these interviews sent to you when they go up. Uh, yeah, we've had quite a few this week. And, and as I always tell you guys, throughout the summer, the writing takes center stage. Um, but uh, I'll keep putting these podcasts up when we have interviews with coaches or analysts in the SEC have another one uh, lined up here for the next couple of weeks. So uh, we'll have another uh, SEC coach on here and uh, just, just lots of great stuff around SEC basketball. Uh, whereas, you know, we've, we've said it since uh, starting the site several years ago. Um, it's, it's a lot different now. And there's always something pretty entertaining going on with SEC basketball. There's just so much to talk about, uh, especially during the summer, because there is a lot of anticipation for, for programs all around the league. Um, it's not just a couple teams anymore. It's There's so many different programs 
that feel like they have a chance to, to get to the NCAA tournament, and that gives you just a constant stream of things uh, to talk about. And so uh, we'll keep doing it both on the podcast and on southeastsoups.com. Uh, so be sure you check everything out and uh, stay tuned for all the great stuff we do have on the way. So thanks, as always, for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>